All right, what's up, everybody? It is Jim Cooley. I'm here with Steve Barnett, one of the promoters behind Bay Area Combat. Today, we are going to be talking about Saturday, February 23rd. Bay Area Combat returns to the Napa Valley Expo for probably what I think is going to be the biggest show that you guys have had so far, Steve. I think so, too, because, you know, I've got a stacked lineup. i got some really good fights coming up, so, you know, I put a lot of time and effort into this matchups and stuff, so I think it's it's spectacular absolutely and before we get into the matchups because we do have a lot to talk about there's 13 big fights we have a co-main event we have a main event two titles on the line we got the 45 title and we got the lightweight title on the line no, and that's going to be a big we fight got three so titles, three titles three on the titles line on the line yeah um but before we talk about that let's tell the people at home because a lot of people that may be listening or watching don't know that much about bay area combat you guys have broke new ground i'm gonna tell you why not only do you have a great show and you're drawing people that i don't see get drawn at other shows i mean you guys are packed every single show it's a sellout crowd but you brought in panda cup you guys did cross promotion you had titles for them on your show titles for you on their show you guys are doing a lot of new stuff first of all what made you guys want to do this with bay area combat well you know i've seen a lot of promotions not get along with each other and i think that that actually hurts the fighters i think it hurts the fight shows itself uh, and my my goal is to actually provide a unity between all the promotions and stuff right. you know it's like i actually try to coordinate set up times and stuff and dates of shows that are not interfering with other other promotions and stuff which i right. think is groundbreaking in my opinion absolutely it is and i and i've talked about that before i actually talked about that on another show but the thing is with boxing that people don't understand is you have sanctioning bodies the wbc the wbo the wba and what happens is these sanctioning bodies can put titles on any fighter from any promotion because they're not companies that are putting on these shows. They're just promoting companies. Yep. Whereas in MMA, everyone has their own company, their own cage, their own yep. fighter. So it's harder to get that cohesive unit going. But you guys have managed to do that with Bubba Sorgman, Anthony Bivens, and others. So <laughs> I think that's awesome. And yeah. so I think that those of you at home that have never seen Barrier Combat, come out, check it out. Like I said, it's groundbreaking. We're going to talk about a lot of these fighters. Um, before we get into the big fights, the Terrence Saturns, the Isaiah Paralysis, Ian Masloff, Bueno and Wright, which is going to be a great fight. We're going to talk about the three title fights. Um, let's start from the top. So we have the undefeated Ezra Clark out of Dragon House, um, <coughs> and we, he's taking on Justoni Balansat from Grind Ambition. Tell me about that fight. What made you want to make that fight? Well, Justoni, he actually hit me up to one of the fight. He's actually, he trains at the UFC gym over Concord with, uh, with uh, okay. uh, Christopher Fernandez, and they hit me up, and he wanted to fight. And I actually had Ezra Clark on, on standby for the matchup. You know, Jung, you know, Jung's another promoter that I work with all the time. He supplies these fighters for, sh for, for missing uh, uh, fights and stuff. And he's all, hey, I got Ezra. I'm like, you know, that sounds like a great matchup. These guys are going to, you know, Ezra's a tough guy. I know he's got a good wrestling background. And just know he's, uh, he's new to the game. This is absolutely his first go around. Right. You know, hopefully nerves don't get a hold of you because, you know, sometimes nerves will kick your ass before the fight happens. Yeah, the nerves and the adrenaline dump the first time oh, in front yeah. of that crowd. And you come out to Barry Combat and see all those people and then you get in the cage and you're all pumped up. And then all of a sudden you have that adrenaline dump. And you, you mentioned Chris Fernandez. You, we saw him fight Isaiah Perales at a previous oh, Bay yeah. Area combat. So that was, that was huge fight, unanimous decision. War. Yeah, I mean, it could have went either way. So if he's if Justoni's up there training with Fernandez and those guys at the UFC gym, then you know he's going to come out ready to bang. Yeah, and, I agree. Uh, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. And then we move on from there. And we're going to go to the lightweight division. Romeo Beltran, the unit MMA, says backyard. You're going to have to tell me about that. And he's going to take on um, Gladimar Jacinto, who's 0-1 in an indie fighter. So basically, we have two brand new fighters again, which you'll see a lot on these local shows, these new fighters come out and getting their feet wet early on in the early stages of the card so you know romeo's uh got i think he's a blue or purple belt jujitsu he's got some boxing under his belt um 
And Gladimir's a tough-ass dude that's coming up from down south, you know, mid-state California, I think, uh, uh, Bakersfield area. Right. Tough-ass dude. He's had a fight before. It was kind of a um, – it was a war. Mm-hmm. So these two guys, you know, Romeo, look, looking at his picture, kid looks like he's in shape and ready to fight. You know right. what I mean? Uh, I, I, I honestly don't know how that fight's going to go. So he looks the part. Now we got to find out yeah, if he can exactly, play the part. Exactly, and that's what know, we'll find out in February. So you know, sometimes you know next like, weekend, you, you looks can be absolutely deceiving. You never yeah. know because you know you get the Roy Nelson or you get the fucking beefcake. Yeah, yeah. We've seen a lot of guys come out over right. the years. You and I have been around this sport yeah. a very long time. See guys that come out and look like action figures, or they're like professional vigilantes, and they get in the cage and get smacked up by Roy Nelson. So right. you never exactly. know. But that's taking nothing away from Romeo Beltran. We'll find that out yep. next Saturday. You got we, a cool ass name though, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's a fighter name for sure, or, or a rapper name. I guess you could be right, a rapper right. too. Uh, we move on from there. We go to the 185 middleweight division. Big fight there. Sean Foster, Combat Fitness Rapicon, taking out um, Albino Lopez, 0-1 Napa Fight Sports. Now, he's from in Napa. This is his hometown. Shit, both of those dudes are from Napa. There you go. So, Napa versus Napa. Nobody will be on enemy ground. That's going to be a big crowd (laughs) favorite fight right there. It it is. You know, it's it's, uh, uh, Sean, actually. I know Sean personally. He goes to the church I go to up in Napa. That's how small. Steve Barnett, you go to church? I know. Oh, my gosh. How many times have you been struck by lightning in the last year? A lot, and I figured, yeah, okay. I get hit in the head more. <laughs> uh, but I know Sean personally. It's like, you know, this is his first fight. You know, he's he's went through some personal changes in his life, and he just said, fuck it, I'm going to go fight. And he's he's stepping up. You know, Albino Lopez, I know that guy too. He, he trains at the gym across the parking lot from me. Now oh, nice. Fight. He's one of Adam Wamsley's guys. So um, Adam Wamsley's a great fighter as well. Motherfucker, yeah. he's tough as fuck. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I have a feeling – I think Sean's nerves are getting to him right now because he's having a little bit of trouble cutting weight, so we're doing a little bit of a catch weight on those two. Okay. Uh, you know, nerves are a So we won't way. see 185. We're going to see a catch weight we're somewhere around 190 maybe? Probably 190. Gotcha. Yeah. You okay. You know, first fights, it's the worst. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it is. As we talked about, the adrenaline dump, all that. Oh, now, yeah. We move on from there. We stay in the middleweight division. Now, I've been seeing a lot of this sweat MMA. I do yeah. a lot of shows around California, Nevada, and I see a lot of this sweat MMA. Yep. This guy, uh, Andre Balooney, coming out. He's 0-0, but he's from this this fight team. Now, you look on the other side, and you see Alexander Griffin. There's out of Mara Nobles. Now, when you think Griffin and Mara Nobles, you that's, think Max Payne that's Griffin. A, that's his brother. That's his brother. That's right. <laughs> so what people don't don't know is that, A, Max will be at this fight probably in his corner. You know, and so that's a big that's a big thing for Barry Combat. You got oh, Max yeah. Payne Griffin, the King of Sacramento, also UFC rostered fighter. His his little brother's gonna be there fighting. Uh Mara Nobles versus Sweat. Who do you got in this one? Shit. You know what? Max is a uh, Alex, Alex is a he's a quiet ass dude. You know what? Motherfucker's probably a fucking secret assassin. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Sweat MMA has been producing some really freaking tough ass dudes too. I mean, you know, you were at that fight a, a couple what, last weekend mm-hmm. and they had the state championship. Absolutely, their guy went the distance, a unanimous decision loss, but he went the distance with the top ranked guy in California right. heavyweight. See, and that's what, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later on as we go through this card because we're going to get more in depth as we move up this card, guys. If you're if you're just listening, when we start talking about these main events, these title fights, we're going to get more in depth about these fighters, their records, and why we think people are going to win. But as we talk about these guys that are zero and one, zero and two, or one and one, the fights that they've had, Steve, have been great fights. Like, so right. we're going to move on next to Christopher Fernandez, who we just talked about. Now you look at his record, zero and one. 
but we just talked about that fight with Perales. That was almost a fight of the night. I Either believe, one right? of those guys could have won that fight. So, yeah, he may have lost that fight, but that was a war. So when you see Christopher Hernandez's record, don't think this guy can't fight because I can uh, tell you right now this guy can fight. Yeah, he's a stud, you know. Yeah, and you know, you know, uh, uh, Vincent's coming from, from uh, he's one of Cody Sons' guys. He's yeah. actually traveling all the way up from uh, down south. Bakersfield. Uh, yep, just to come up and fight. You know, mad respect, Cody. You know, Cody's one of my boys. You know, he, he produces some guys that, that will fight. And that's because Cody will fight. Cody anybody, will fight anybody, anywhere. Any that day. guy's got, I'm going to tell you, and this is getting off topic for a second, but because you brought up Cody's sons. He's about to fight this guy, Domingo Cuero, down south, and it's on the Indian Reservation. Domingo Cuero, is, he lives on the reservation. He's like the folk hero around there. Right. And Cody's going to walk right onto that Indian Reservation and fight this guy. Give it a fuck. Yeah, so right. if it's a Cody Suns fighter, you know he's down to fight, and he's down to fight anybody, anywhere, anytime. So it's going to be awesome. That's going to be a good fight. Um, and he's taking on uh, Vincent Gomez, right? Yes. It's Vince's first fight. Hammerdown uh, fight team. Yeah, I can't find anything online about it, so I'm I'm pretty sure this is is absolutely his first fight. Right. You know, so we're gonna we won't know much until we get there yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. And like, you guys won't know unless you come Saturday, February 23rd, Napa yeah, Valley yeah. Expo. You guys want to check that out. Now, this next fight. Let's let's get into this one a little bit. Now, explain to me why this next fight between Hat Coling and Jacob McCart is such a big fight. Well. You know, Hacks only had one fight on, on, you know, on his camel record, right. and he's already ranked 15. He had an absolute slugfest on his prior with uh, Corey Vale. Unfu- unbelievable fight. These guys slugged it out. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe either one of them didn't go to sleep. I, I mean, they were, it, was just a, it was a savage fight. And so Jacob McCart, he's, he's uh, Corey Vale's teammate. He wants to get, seek some. He wants to seek some revenge. Right. He's kind of a kind of a. You know, you would not think of him as a fighter if you sat there and talked to you. He's a pleasant kind of spoken guy. Right. That motherfucker. He'll he'll come at you and he'll start swinging hard. He's a strong ass dude. Um, he's he's got a little bit of jujitsu. He's one of Adam Wamsey's guys. And we already know Hack can can slang him, so oh, it's going to yeah. be a big fight. Oh yeah. And they don't like each other. I I think that there's a little bit of personal heat there. You know right. what I'm saying? So I think that. Uh, uh, I think it's going to be a good one. And, and you know what? Bad blood in an MMA fight or any combat sporting it's, event it's is the, always good. As long as it blood. doesn't go over the top yeah. and we don't get, you know, John Jones throwing people through step and repeat banners. But at least the bad blood will bring that extra edge to that fight. And people, even if you don't know who Hat Coling and Jacob McCart are, you may get invested in this fight simply because you know they don't like each other. Yeah. You know, the best thing I like about grudge matches is I've had, I've actually had grudge matches set up to go fight in what a gladiator challenge a while back. You know, the best part is it's not on the streets and right. they're going to go home to their families. No bullshit outside the cage usually. And it's like, it's handled properly. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm kind of old school. What's, you know, what's a good thing about barrier combat. Cause you bring that up. I do so many shows, Steve, like I do 50, 60 shows a year. And there's been so many issues at different shows. And this is taking nothing away from guys that I work for that have had issues at their shows. But Bay Area Combat has had no issues, no crowd issues, no riot issues. In fact, the biggest issue was me arguing with a coach that and was, calling each other out. That was some funny-ass <laughs> shit, though, because, you know, it all, it all, I know I caught the whole thing. You know, it was just a miscommunication. It was. And me and Tracy yeah. have made up. Tracy yeah. Skates over at Mira Nobles. Yep. And it, the, the, the guy trains a lot of my friends, Max Griffin yep. and those guys. And so we, we had it out, and then we saw each other at a, at a gun show. And, everything. <laughs> you know, it, it, listen, Tracy's a great guy. He's a yeah. great coach. But it was just heat of the moment. And that's what happens at these kind of things because 
people get so invested in these fights. Hell yeah, because you, know? you know it's like these fighters are, you know, shit. Julius, his his fighter that we or that we were talking about at the time in this situation, Julius, right, yeah, who we'll talk about later on. Yeah, holy shit, that was you know that was like, man, I'm glad it was worked out because you know Tracy Scats has got some really tough guys. He's a great coach. I've actually went up there and trained with them. You know, I have nothing but respect for those guys. I, you know. Absolutely. They're a great team. And speaking of great teams, we move on to fight number seven, the Bantamweight division, which is hot and heavy in California. I mean, you see Bantamweight fights all over the place, but these guys, Manuel Rodriguez, who I don't know much about, but he comes out of Ultimate Fitness, which means he's training with Uriah. He's training with those guys down there. Um, But Edwin De Los Santos, as you talk about good teams, Smash Fighter in the Muay Thai world is just a huge brand. And even in the MMA world, Rudy Ott does so many good things with those guys at Smash Fighter. So you got an ultimate fitness guy and you got Edwin De Los Santos, who I've seen fight before. He's 1-0. What do you think of this one? You know what? Manuel, he's got some kickboxing and stuff. He's coming from out of state. And, you know, he he, he doesn't represent Team Alpha Male, but he still trains at Uriah's Club. Um, I, I, I think this might be a really really good fight. I the kid the kid uh, Manuel carries himself just right. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's gonna be a fight. I mean, like a real fight. You know, I I always love having Rudy's guys in my gym in my shows and stuff because they they are some of the, always some of the best fights. In, of the Absolutely. Night. And now you, like you just said, Manny had a had a background in kickboxing. Well, obviously De Los Santos does too because he oh, trains yeah. with Rudy Ott. Right. So we're gonna see a slugfest. Hopefully, uh, you mentioned I want to get this out there because. People get confused about Ultimate Fitness versus Team Alpha Male. They get confused about Scrap Pack versus Caesar Gracie. Yeah. So let me just explain. So although these guys come out in their Ultimate Fitness, they're training with the same guys. They're just not up to that level yet where they're fighting right. pro and they're representing Team Alpha Male. Or like when I, I trained with Nick and Nate for a, quite some time, my little cousin Darren trains over there as well. And like I train with those guys every night. But I'm not scrap pack, but I'm training with the scrap pack. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. people say, oh, he's only ultimate fit and he's not team alpha male. Well, guess what? He's rolling with those same guys that the team alpha male guys are rolling with. So it, obviously he's ready to fight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I you know, like I, uh, I see people not, not really understanding that at all. Right. It's like you have to be invited to fight on the fight team itself. Right. You know, sometimes those guys take notice to their fight to the amateurs coming up real quick. Sometimes they yeah. don't. Sometimes they make them earn their spot big time before Absolutely. they get invited. And you, you can't know? just, I mean, it's his first fight, you know, so who knows what could happen. But I had Uriah at the last show, and he's like, okay, this guy's a team alpha male, this guy's ultimate fitness, this guy's team, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. He wanted to make sure that the guys that were alpha male got represented as alpha male and vice Absolutely. versa. So um, now we're going to move down. Now, U.S. Granite is sponsoring these next few fights. Uh, tell us about U.S. Granite, first of all. So U.S. Granite is a provider for, of uh, uh, granite countertops and stuff like that. Okay. Probably the, one of the bigger uh, uh, providers in the, in the Sacramento area. And they've jumped they, on board with Bay Area absolutely. Combat. Absolutely. They wanted, they wanted to come in and be our main, main sponsor for this bout because this, this bout is actually a, a, a special bout. Okay. Something that I haven't really put out there too much is that it's basically fight number eight. It's a state title elimination match so whichever girl wins this fight actually is allowed to go fight for the state title fight right so it's basically a number one contenders fight basically state eliminator so whoever wins gets that title shot right so elena and valerie are some of the few girls out there that are that are fighting at this weight because there's so few of them out there i think there's a what two other girls in this in the northern california fighting at 115 yeah you got a shauna say and then you got a 
uh, uh, Lena Hampton. Yeah, McVeigh, right? Yeah. McVay, and yeah. then you got, yeah. And it's like there's just so yeah. few out there. Uh, the By the way, Shaughnessy McVeigh is a beast. Dude, she is. <laughs> a she, beast. I'm scared oh, of that girl. Yeah. It's like she's got hands. <laughs> yeah. She's got hands. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I'm impressed. Dave's, they've produced a, a mean fighter there. Dave she, Terrell, yeah. Yep. Also, North, North Scrap Pack guy. Yeah. Um, so, Valerie Thurs has unfortunately had some injuries recently, and she's gotten better from them now. Right. But that kind of stalled her for a second. We saw her on the last Barrier Combat. Great fight. I, I don't know that I've seen Pajamula fight. I could have, but it, it's not ringing a bell right now. So. Well, she comes from a really good pedigree school, Victory MMA. Right. And it's like something that, you know, I've talked to her coach and stuff, and he's, he's like, you know, all my girls come out and fight. They, they come out to win a fight, whether it be knocking you out or choking you out. They're going to try to beat the life out of you. Right. Which I, I and, like that. And it may not be a title fight Saturday, but it has title fight implications. Absolutely. So they're going to fight it like a title yep. fight. You know, I want to say a shout out to uh, David Dankin. Thanks a lot because it's like been. Oh, with, David Dankin. Oh, yeah, hey, he's been working really tough with us because we've been trying to work the Northern California and the Southern California fights because it seems like I'm the only promoter. Endeavors are the only ones come that are bringing these fighters up from down south or or possibility of bringing fighters right. down south. We're the only ones. No one wants to pay travel. No one wants to do this stuff. It's yeah because when you get these AMI fights, people don't want to put the money out. Now yeah, I, I say that about David. David's one of my close friends. I love David. I love Jackie. Uh, you know they just lost their father Marty, who is a legend in combat sports. And David is always trying to make things happen. Whenever I'm talking to him, he's always like, oh, what can I do to help this? What can I do to help this? What can I get you this? So if you guys have David Dankin and then you two, David and I mean Stephen and Deborah. Obviously, we're going to get some good SoCal versus NorCal fights, and I can't wait to see that happen. Yeah, so you know, uh, we'll we'll touch ba- we'll touch more onto that for the okay. fight card here. And as we move down the fight card, now this is a fight I want to talk about. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, Terrence Saturn, two and zero, back to back TKOs in the second round. Okay, undefeated. He's a beast. He's got hands. He will hurt you if he has to. Nobody MMA. A great team. Um, and you look at the other side of the card and you see Gavin Sheehan and it says one and three and he's fighting this monster. But let's talk about this one and three because there's one and three and then there's one and three. He's lost two fights to Mike Tubera. Mike Tubera is probably. I think he's it, highly ranked in California. In my opinion, Mike Tubera could very well be the best 125er to ever come out of California. I've seen this guy fight from the very beginning. He's got a choke named after him, the Tubera choke. <laughs> this kid can flat out go. So two losses to Mike Tubera is not something that should make your record look bad. You fought Mike Tubera. He also fought Aaron Hunter, who is also an amazing fighter, and lost to Aaron Hunter. So, yes, he's one in three, but those three fights were against monster, monster competition. So do not take Gavin's one in three against Terrence's two and oh and think that this is not going to be a good fight because this is going to be a barn burner for sure. Yeah, because, you know... Yeah, those guys are just animals. So, yeah, Mike so and Vic Tubera. Mike's ranked number five in California right, right. now. Right, and that's – listen to this. Yeah. Mike Tubera had a really bad vehicle accident that was he was supposed to never walk again, and he's still ranked number five in California because he's an absolute beast. So Gavin Sheehan is a monster. He's fought monster competition. Uh, Deborah Farolito just broke something over here in the studio. She's nice. the producer and, of course, one of the promoters. Um, but I'm looking forward to this fight, Steve, because I, I love watching Terrence fight. I and too. I really can't wait to see what Gavin does because he's got he's probably got a little chip on his shoulder. Like, look, I keep fighting these really good guys and I'm just barely missing. It's my time to shine, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like I uh, I think it's I think it's going to be a really I think it's going to be a slugfest. I, I think it is. One of them's going to drop. 
Absolutely. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good sure. fight. That's one of the fights. If you guys, when you look at this card, you look at Maslow, Bigelow, you look at Wright, you look at Bueno, but I look at Saturn and Sheehan and I want to see that fight, just like Thurs and her opponent, Pajamula. Um, but we move down the card now. I'm going to let you do this, Steve. This is what I want to All day I've been waiting to make you do this. Tell me who's fighting in the next fight, Steve Barnett. The next fight? Then, yep. <laughs> let's see, Osimon, uh, Os- <laughs> Osimon and Casey. I, I can't pronounce Osimon's last name. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> yeah, he's got a long, long last name. So Oshman's out of uh, 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 Team Salguera. Yes, Salguera, yeah. Um, so he's got hands. He's a big, tall kid. Casey's uh, he's owned one, but he's one of dra- he's a Dragon House guy. But you know, Jung has some tough ass dudes. He's yeah, got, they, Jung they, they all got wrestling. They all got hands, um, and they're, they're they're willing to fight. You know. Uh, Sergio produces some really tough-ass dudes that will come and slug it out. I mean, right. a good old-school fist fight. It might even be the best slobber knocker that night. Who knows? Absolutely. You know. There's so many fights on here, Steve, that even if you if you took out the main event and the co-main event and just had these 11 fights, you would still have an amazing card, period. Uh, moving down, number 11. Now, this is right before we move into our co-main event and our main event. So this is basically, you know, the big fight before the main event. My buddy, Isaiah Perales, and I, I say he's my buddy. I'm not being biased. I like the kid. I right. like him a lot. Um, he's 2-1 and one out of Rapicon's Asylum Fight Team. Um, he's fresh off of a win in December. Unanimous decision over Chris Fernandez, who fought or who will fight earlier on in the card. And he's taking on Tamujin Olzi or Sheik, who's 1-1 one one out of Graham Ambition. What do you know about Orsheik? Well, you know, I was really – I'll tell you what. I am so impressed with that guy. He is scrappy as fuck. Yeah, he fights just like Isaiah. Stand in front of you, scrap it out, and just they're you know they're gonna get another slugfest, dude. They're gonna fight it out. You know, it's like they probably won't end up on the ground. Maybe just just enough to get back up. Yeah, and you know that's the kind of fight that the crowd loves. It's the kind of fights I like seeing. I like to see a good fist fight. You know, whether you end up on the ground, fight it out, get back up, fight it out. Yeah. End up on the ground, whatever, submit, whatever. It's These guys are going to fight. So you look at fight six, calling him the cart. We know that's going to be a slugfest. Absolutely. You look at fight seven, you got two kickboxers. You know that's going to be a slugfest. You know Valerie Thurs is going to throw hands with Tajamula. You, you know Terrence Saturn can throw hands. He's got two technical knockouts, a KO. Gavin Sheehan's ready to fight. And so if you look at all the fights leading up from six down to 11, Perales and Orsheik, you know it's going to be slugfest. So the crowd is going to be at a fever pitch from all these just these guys just banging in the cage. And girls, Valerie right. Thurs. Women, I'm sorry, Leslie Smith, my co-host right, right. on the last round, gets mad when I say girls. Yeah, yeah, and ladies. kiss my ass. Hey, so you know something back about uh, fight number eight. So Valerie had her debut fight with, not debut, but her, with her first fight with uh, Barry Combat right. at the last show. She actually made a three-round decision loss to, to, Heather, uh, to Heather Smith. Who's a beast. Absolutely. Yeah. Heather, Heather's a blue belt. She's been training for years, and she couldn't finish her. Absolutely could not finish her. Valerie got out of everything that Heather threw at her, and Valerie hit her so many times. I couldn't even imagine getting hit that many times. I yeah. probably would have a headache. So, so Valerie can, can dish out. Plus, she could take it. She was getting yeah. hit, too. The, both of oh, these yeah. girls were just women. Sorry. Oh, yeah. we're ta- see, see, she got Leslie Smith has me, like, trained. I hate it. When I'm with her, I have to eat fruit and vegetables and drink, like, water. I'm drinking this, Leslie. Um, and I have to say women. All right. So now we've got all that out of the way. U.S. Granite sponsored those last four fights. We've got our first 11 fights. Now we move on to the co-main event. And this is going to be an amazing fight. 
Unanimous decision win over Aaron Graff. Ian Masloff is four and one. Uh, that was back in October. He stayed very busy. He fought August and he fought October. He beat uh, Cesar Hernandez in August as well. And that was a knockout. So a unanimous decision and a knockout. Stayed very busy in 2018. Two wins in a row. And you step over to the other side. Masloff, a smash fight team, by the way, another Rudy outfighter. Diego Bigelow, Marinobles, we talked about them earlier. Max Payne, Griffin, all the guys that come out of there. He is one and one in his last two. Um, and he has a win over Samuel James in his last fight. So Diego Bigelow has a little bit to prove with the one and one but he's coming out of a great team. He's taking on Ian Masloff, who is just a monster. Two wins in a row. Who do you have in this fight, Steve? Tell me how you see this one going. Well, you know what? Ian's an absolute monster. I, I mean, I, I, I don't even know. Because Ian's coming from uh, Smash, Smash Him. And it's like, the thing is, with those guys that are Smash Him, Rudy's, Rudy covers every basis. When Absolutely. Comes, you know, I, I, go, I go down there and train with him once in a while. Um, and those guys... Shit, Ian's tapped me out. I'm no slouch. Yeah. I'm no slouch. He's tapped me I out. Heard. Yeah. I, I lay, lay out people with <laughs> my big fat belly. But no, Ian's a badass dude, you know? And it's like, and, and I, uh, um, I have a fortunate opportunity to, uh, I have a fortunate opportunity to have trained with uh, Diego before at uh, Marinobles. Okay. So something, you know, that I try to do to make sure that my matchups are solid, I try to train with everybody, match them up accordingly. Right. You know? I only had a couple other people that would have been impossible matchups for either either one of these guys, but this this matchup came too. You know, it came solid. And these guys. By the way, this could be the main event. Like, there's no yes, question. If if we absolutely. didn't have Julius and Bueno, which by the way is probably one of the biggest fights in California history, B- Bigelow and Masloff could could lead this card and it would oh, still sell out. You know, yeah. You know, I'm really proud to say honestly that the hard work that I put in and I was actually able to get these two guys on my card. Yeah. They both are deserving. You know, Ian's got a four and one record, and Diego's two and three. Right. You know, I know that Diego's had uh, fought two of those guys on his record. He fought the same guy twice. Right. That's just people need to get get over that because it's like you know what they're both absolute. You know, they're yeah. they're wars. Yeah. They're absolute. And wars. these are these are Amy records. Yeah. So it, it's these guys are still finding their footing. They're still learning. You may see a completely different fighter from October to December well, because they, they might roll with someone else. They might train with someone else. They might learn something else. I got a new boxing coach. I changed my diet. I'm running more. You know what I mean? And you might just get a completely different fighter in there. So, you know, it's like I know these guys have absolutely been putting in a lot of time for these fights. Because, right. You know, these are big fights for these guys. Title you know, on the line, Barry, a combat ab- championship. Absolutely. You know, and something that's like something that I try to do different than a lot of the promotions, not trying to talk bad about anybody, but all my fight, all my title fights have to have a winning fight record and they have to have over three fights on their record. So if you have th- if you're fighting for a title and you only have three fights, that means you're on a three fight win streak. Right. You know, I, I get guys hitting me up all the time, let me fight for your title. I get, you know, I'm a tough dude, I've only fought tough dudes. Well guess what? That don't do you any good unless you have a winning fight record because you know what? I won't devalue the my title fights right. at all. And speaking of the title, it's the 145. It's the featherweight title, Barry Combat. Is this title vacant right now? Do one of these guys have this title? Neither one of them do. This so it's vacant this, title? This, yeah, this is the inaugural. inaugural. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So there you go, guys. You want to come out February 23rd. It's this Saturday, Napa Valley Expo. You don't want to miss it. Featherweight title on the line. Ian Masloff, Diego Bigelow is going to be a great fight. And guess what? That's not even the big news because after that fight, two guys who are arguably the two best lightweights right now in California – 
are going to battle it out not for one but for two belts absolutely so explain that to us we had the bay area combat lightweight title on the line now i understand there's another belt on the so, line so you know like i was saying earlier it's like i've been building a good good rapport with dave dakin so we've actually like tried to work some things out about getting Northern California fighters and Southern California fighters to fight each other because right. it exposes other fighters to better and other other styles of fights and stuff like that. So what happened was that title, the 155 state title, was vacant. And so I, I talked to uh, David about it, and I said, hey, both these guys are ranked, you know. I think, uh, I, you know, both of those guys are ranked. I mean, like, let me take a look real quick here. But, well, this um, is Camo right here. So Michael Bueno is ranked there you eight. Go. And Julius 13. 13. So there you go. Yeah. And that might even be upgraded, updated now because I think that he was 13 before he beat Salasorio. So he may even be higher. We probably have two top 10 fighters right here fighting yeah, for this belt. Absolutely. And it's hard. And people will say, well, why isn't one and two fighting for the belt? I'll tell you why. It's so hard. One and two may not even be Amias anymore. Right. One may not even be able to fight right now. You can't get them like that. To get two top 10 fighters in any weight class in it's, California it's, on it's the same hard. card is huge yeah. for you to pull this off is huge i i mean it. it it really is yeah so so you know so we're trying to get the most coverage for these fighters too it's like julie's on on tapology is ranked number 10 in california right. under tapology and that includes some not unsanctioned events and stuff like right. that so which incorporates more fights than just camo yeah because camo. you're looking at a camo ranking so right. these guys are fighting other places they're fighting and they may even fight in other states right. you know so but let's talk about these two guys i want to start with julius Wright. i'm gonna tell you why because that's my boy i love julius Wright. so this last show we saw him fight um Sal, Sal, yeah. but let's talk a little bit about because we got some time here people i, know, I don't care if you don't want to hear us we're going to talk anyway leading up to that fight there was so many matches that were set up that got canceled. Julius was having a baby. Julius wasn't having, his girl was having a baby. Julius was having a child and he had to pull off the fight. Sal was upset, thought it was an excuse. Um, Mary Nobles was upset, the whole team, they thought it was an excuse. Julius was trying to explain, no, I wanna fight you. So leading up to this, we had some big, as we talked a little bit earlier on, yeah. the brouhaha in the cage yeah, and the miscommunication between me and Tracy, but either way, the fight finally happens. Now I'm gonna tell you something. Everybody there that I talked to thought Salasoria was going to win that fight. Yeah. I bet Phil Flathers 50 bucks that Julius Wright was going to win that did, fight. No offense. Did, did Phil pay you? To Sal he paid me right away when what? the fight was over. Right Good away. Job, Phil. Um, and, and, and that's not Phil saying that Sal's not a great fighter because he loves Sal, and I love Sal. I just felt like Julius had so much to prove in that fight, Steve, because so many people were saying he was ducking Sal. He didn't want to fight Sal, and he said, you know what? I'm going to show up. And I'm going to win this fucking fight, and no one's going to stop me. So I think that I think we're probably the only ones that really knew the backstory about why Julius couldn't fight. Right. It's like most fight fans don't realize, right. you know, the ins and outs of like, you know, personal issues and stuff like that. Sal really wanted that fight too. Yeah. Absolutely wanted that fight. You know, it was it, it was a good setup. And plus, there were some un, uh, unfortunate circumstances why they didn't fight the, at uh, was it uh, uh, where was it uh, uh, up in Sacramento? Panda Cup. Yeah, yeah, there were some unfortunate circumstances. So, right. So we were able to hold that fight at my show. Yeah. But that didn't happen because of Julius's pregnancy issues. And so uh, Sal ended up fighting. Uh, um, shoot, who was it? I, I can't remember, but he Michael won the fight. Bueno. And the, what's that? Michael Bueno. He yeah. fought Bueno. So he fought Bueno, who's fighting Julius right now. Yeah, he on. he wins the fight. He calls Julius into the cage. You, he, exact quote was, "You better fucking show up." Right, and so Julius said, "I'm going to show up," and then you know, and and all hell broke loose. No, Julius, no, no. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness, let's see. Uh, 
I wish my brain didn't, fr- you know, totally fry like. I that. don't think it was. Uh, I don't. It wasn't Michael Bueno. No, it wasn't. No, Michael it was Ray Lopez. Ray, Ray Lo- no, go. was it? No, no, no. Michael Bueno. Michael Bueno fought Raymond Lopez. That's right. You see, you guys got me all screwed up now. Uh, I know. Huh? I'm gonna fix this so right now. South fought Anthony Beal. That's who it was. Beal. 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 Yeah. And so he, he knocked him out. Um, I think it was in the first round. Yeah. So Anthony Beal. He's another. He's another one of those fighters that's absolutely. He's up in that talk of the top Dude, ten. He's, yeah. He's bad as fuck. Yeah. You know? So, but what I wanted to say. So the reason that I thought Julius would win this fight. Let's go back to Japan. Back in the nineties, there's a guy named Buster Douglas who fought Mike Tyson, and nobody gave Buster Douglas a shot. What people didn't know and what people didn't find out till later on was his mom died a week before the fight. His wife left him. He had nothing to lose. The thing that Mike Tyson had over everyone back then was that he, they, people were afraid he was going to kill him. Like he, this guy could kill me in the ring. Buster Douglas didn't care. He didn't care if he died. He didn't care what Mike Tyson did to him. His mom was gone. His wife was gone. I'm just going to fight this motherfucker. And he beat him. And, and everybody flipped out because there's so much going on in a fighter's head. So for Julius, he was like, this guy's running all over Facebook saying, I'm not ready to fight him. I'm scared of him. You know, I just had a baby. I'm on top of the world. I'm just going to fight this guy and beat him. So will that be the same Julius Wright that shows up? I hope so. To fight Michael Bueno. By the way, the fight happens. Julius Wright wins. Uh, unanimous decision. Um, he's on a two-fight win streak. And then you go over to Bueno, four and two. He's out of El Nino. Um, he is coming off two first-round KOs. Now, that's not, the, that's not the special part. Two first-round KOs, right, in his last two fights. A total of 26 seconds in the cage. Amazing. So, you know, the, the, first, the, the first KO at my show was with, against one of the Russian guys from uh, AKA. Right. Caught him with a clean... Tahid Safi. Yeah, Tahid. That, yeah. that was a badass fight. Yeah. That kid, you know, they, he was rolling for all kinds of leg locks and stuff, a little bit right. of illegal leg locks and stuff. But, hey, the dude, was, he was bad. I was like so impressed with his his skill set on the ground. I was thinking, oh shit, he's gonna catch him with a leg submission. Right. But, you know, all of a sudden he comes out second round, clips him, drops him to the ground. Yep. It's the cleanest uppercut I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely beautiful. And and that ended up being a long night for him because the next fight I think was four seconds. Oh uh, yeah, that was against that was <laughs> Ray Lopez. That was against one of my guys from Napa Valley MMA. Yeah. And it's like you know Raymond's a tough ass dude. You know, I mean he's one of the, he's another one of those fighters that's just. He's, he's as tough as nails, and he got caught. He, Absolutely. And what it comes down to is Michael Bueno throws sledgehammers in the cage. Absolutely. And if you get hit by one, you're going to feel it, and you're probably going to go to sleep. Neither one of those guys saw those punches coming. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're out. Fast and powerful. Right. Um, and and the, the other thing that people need to know about Michael Bueno, yeah, he's got two knockout wins. He's also got two submission victories. So the kid can throw hands like a truck. And he can grapple. So you know that's a scary combination. Absolutely, you know Michael does those uh, uh, fight to wins. Absolutely, all, all yeah. The time. He, yeah. So he's always out in front of a crowd grappling. And right. Stuff. The dude's he's slick. I've I've grappled with him. Um, unbelievable. He's got mm-hmm. such flow on the ground. He trained at a, a, a John Santos, you know Santos Jiu Jitsu over there in the, uh, down down there in the, was it Dublin area? Or right. No, uh, San Ramon, I mean. East he's, Bay. Yeah, he's got a he's got a really really solid camp. He's got a. Uh, He's got Joe Cropshot out of there. He's got yeah. South. Cropscott, don't say that wrong. He'll uh, yell at you. Uh, he yells at me all the time. Uh, he'll just tap me out next <laughs> time we roll. Um, yeah, so here's a fight where you've got, on one side, you've got Michael Bueno. Fight to win. He's a grappler, but he can knock you out quickly, very quickly, 26 seconds in his last two fights Dead total. Days. And then you got Julius Wright, who can take a shot, stays in the pocket, keeps his feet moving. He's got good head movement. He'll throw shots back at you, and he won't give up. He's got a ton of heart. Which way... 
do the scales tip? I, I you know, that is, that is the big question. It's like, you know, and there's, you know, two title fights, uh, two belts up for grabs. This is going to be unbelievable. One of those guys is going to die in that fight right. to get those belts. And there's two titles on the line, but there's three titles between them. Yeah. Because Bueno, I believe, oh, is also yeah. the Panda Cup champion. And I, tr- no, no, I actually no, went on... Uh, Julius is the Julius is the Panda Cup champion, yeah. and I actually went on and said, "Hey, let's you know let's I do all that. three titles because you know what? Because you can't unify titles anymore. It's so fucking hard because this guy doesn't want to fight this guy and this guy. But now here you've got the two arguably the two best lightweights in California about to do battle, and there's more belts. I say put them all on the line. So there's something else. It's something about this matchup also. Whoever wins this fight wins. I'm getting the excited. Bar- they win the barrier combat belt mm-hmm. and the state title fight. But whoever wins the state title fight, whether the uh, the defense of the belt is up in Northern California or Southern California, they're going to have to travel. So whoever travels, you know, is the Panic Cup. Belt and I say Jeopardy? I say they do it at No Prisoners MMA because I do that show in SoCal, so that's where we should do it. I want to announce that fight. <laughs> Listen, first of all, I want to apologize to the viewers at home because I look like a, a dirtbag today. I was playing competitive Fortnite all weekend because I don't fight anymore, so now I just kill people on Fortnite. So I didn't shave. I, I, I look like, like Steve Barnett right oh, now. Yeah, right. I like the sweater though, Barry. Comment. This is actually my t- my sweater's stinky from Fortnite, so I had to wear the t-shirt over a different hoodie, but it worked out. Okay, guys. So let's just run this down one more time. Clark um, Bonsat, Beltran Jacinto, Foster Lopez, Baluni Griffin, Gomez Fernandez. Coling McCart, which is a grudge match. Rodriguez De Los Santos, two kickboxers are going to get it on. Pajamula and Thurs, that's right, women's MMA. Everybody loves it. Yep. You got two good fighters in there. Terrence Saturn, 2 0, two knockouts. Gavin Sheehan, who's fought some of the best competition in California, is ready to prove that he's on that level. You've got um, Oyama Honlan against Ishun. That's going to be a good fight. And then, of course, Perales or Sheik, we talked about that. That's going to yep. be a great fight, Slugfest. Masloff Bigelow could be a main event anywhere in California. Yeah. And then the big one, Bueno and Julius Wright. Yep. And that, all those belts on the line, man. Absolutely. It's going to be a great show. Yeah. You know, hey, I, I hope, you know, it's like, I do, you know, matchmaking is the hardest thing about doing. Oh, doing, 100%. You know, it's like, that's why each promotion has a specific matchmaker. And then who, and the supporting staff, is, which is my right-hand person, Deborah. She's here, by the way, in the studio. She's producing this. She has a microphone. She just doesn't say anything. So I couldn't do this without Deborah's help because, you know, she handles the business end of this, contracts and all this stuff, uh, because I'm so focused on doing these, these matchups. It's like, you know. And not to interrupt, but there's so many moving parts with matchmaking. Oh. First, you have to find, okay, let me just tell everyone at home what, what's happening with this matchmaking. First, you have to find two guys that should fight each other right? They should fight each other. This guy's this and this guy's this. They should fight each other. Now you've got to get both guys to agree to fight each other. Then then you have to convince the coaches that they should fight each other. Then you have to agree on a weight. Then you have to agree on time limit, all this stuff, right? Then you have to babysit them both for the next three months to make sure they don't drop off the card and there's no reason why they can't show up. So your job is absolutely ridiculous and I would never do it for all the money in the world. You know what? I kind of actually enjoy this because you know, it's like, I know all the fighters out there. I know all the fight camps. I train. I'm also a fighter. Uh, I know how it is. You know, I've only had a couple couple real big issues with a couple fighters. Um, 
you know, Michelle Burtis dropped out. He was supposed to fight somebody. Dropped out, faced the earth. So, oh, I don't want to burn bridges with my coaching. Like, right. Whatever, dude. I've had a... Uh, I have a hangnail. I can't fight. Yeah, Saturday. it's like my, my vagina got a little bit inflamed <laughs> the other night. Um, I've, I've got... These views are the views of Steve Barnett and not yeah, Bay Area Combat. Absolutely. So, it's like, you know, it's my, me personally. You know, I've, have, I've had a couple guys just absolutely... Oh, uh, was it Gabriel Villasenor? Shit talking little bitch. Check this out. You know, I've had these guys. You set them up a matchup, and then they diss his fucking peer. Yeah. Like, you know, then oh. Well. Listen, listen. It's it's you know why it's social media. Oh When yeah. you and I fought, listen. When we fought back in the day, like I'll never forget. Uh, I fought um, Mark Hall's Cobra qualifier in L.A. He called me Thursday, and he said, "You want to fight Saturday?" And I said, "Yeah." He didn't tell me how much money, who I was fighting, what weight I was fighting. I just got in a fucking car. I drove down there and I fought whoever he told. I lost. He told me to fight whoever I fought and I fought. But nowadays, and I get it, it is smarter to say, hey, let me look at this guy. But listen, you'll never be the best until you beat everyone. To be the best in the 155 division, you have to beat all the best 155 fighters. Otherwise, you're not the best. You're just telling people you're the best. Yeah, you know, it's easy to do that shit. Yeah, and social media now, you get a Bay Area Combat beanie, you get a Bay Area Combat t-shirt, you get a tap-out shirt, and then you walk around and you tell everyone, oh, oh, yeah, I'm fighting in February. I'm fighting in February. When you know, you're never going to fight in February, but you just want to tell people you're going to fight in February because it looks cool, and you might get some girls yeah. but then then oh shit, i blew out my knee bro i can't fight maybe next year right and that's what social media has done it's created people who are creating lives that don't actually exist and they're trying to convey them and it gives people like you a tougher job yeah you know it's like <laughs> i i can't stand that be you know it's all about be the fight be about be about it or don't talk about it right you know and it's like it does it does make it really really incredibly hard you know um you know, something like some of these guys, some of these coaches out there that, are, that I have mad respect <clears throat> for, Rudy Ott's club. Absolutely. Zhang Lao. It's like, you know, if they say they're guys. Tracy and Dave Marinobles. Marinobles, yeah. you know. Uh, it's, it's not about negotiations. It's about, fuck, you want to fight? Be a fight. Right. And so there's a lot of people that don't fight. But the good news is there's 26 people right here that are going to fight. And they're going to fight this Saturday in Napa at the Napa Valley Expo for Bay Area Combat 4. Yep. Bay Area Combat 4, it's called Face Off, right? Yep. We got the commercial out. You guys need to check that out on Facebook. Go to the Bay Area Combat Facebook. You're probably already there if you're watching this, by the way. There's a YouTube channel you guys are going to check out. I think we're going to get this uh, cleaned up a little bit, throw it up on YouTube so that everybody can see it. We're going to try to do these before every show, right? Yeah, we are. So, so it is on um, YouTube. If okay. you're watching, please subscribe to the channel, and it will be, um, after we're done here, I'll, I'll put it on Facebook. There you go. So, so there you go. So I want to tell everybody a little bit of history. So I know Jim Cooley because, <laughs> Jim, you know, I've, I've been a part of another promotion called uh, uh, Cage Combat Fighting Championships. This is probably that's what it's called. I Cage remember. Combat Fighting yeah. Championships. So that's how I know Jim. So we've actually go, gone gone back, oh shit, quite a, quite a few years yeah. now. Um, and Jim and I have been in, involved in the fight game a long, long ass time. I think Too I've, long. This is going to be like my 39th event that I've helped run and produce. Nice. This is uh, Deborah and mine's fourth promotion, I mean fourth show under our new promotion brand. Absolutely. Um, and so it's like, you know, it's not my first time. It's not going to be my last. This, you know. So that, that's where I've got a lot of my experience. Yeah. That's where I've gotten, you know, I've fought a bunch of times. I've fought in the gym. I fought outside the gym. I've got Just recently, you, some guy was yeah. trolling you on Facebook, <laughs> and you called him out to come fight you in the gym. And to his credit, the guy actually showed up. He got his ass kicked, but he showed up, and he actually fought you, and you went Facebook Live on the fight. I thought that was hilarious, uh, yeah, by the way. You know, hey, mad respect to the guy, because you know what? He, the one thing is, 
he showed up. Yeah, and that, you know what? And that's really all that matters to me. Yeah. I didn't care who won the fight after that. You guys both showed up and you fought, and that's all that mattered to hey, me. The best thing is he apologized for calling me a fucking idiot. Well, I mean, Steve, come on, man. You can't fault the guy for pointing things out. Right. All right. <laughs> Listen, no, um, and I've been around this business since 97. You know, my first fight was in 98 as a judge, as a ring announcer, commentator, play-by-play guy. And I, I love working for you guys. I really do. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on this show, but I pick and choose who I do things for. If this was some other company, I wouldn't have just drove drove two hours to come down here and help you guys out. Yeah, and I did because I I believe in the show, and because honestly, a lot of my friends are on the show, and this is going to be a great fucking show, dude. It really is. You guys got to come out. Um, The main events, you got to combine what um, sixteen wins between the four guys that are fighting in the two co-main events, and that's going to be huge. A total of three titles on the line. Um, you got the women's fight. You got all this stuff. You guys got to come out, man. Napa Valley Expo. Check out the Facebook and, and, and all that and make sure that you guys are becoming a part of this movement because, like I said, Bay Area Combat is not just Bay Area Combat. They've had a Panda Cup title on their show. They're out. I see these guys, Deborah and Steve, at all these other shows because they want to learn from other shows. They want to see what other people are doing. They want to find the best fighters. They want to scout the best matches and then bring them to Bay Area Combat and Napa. And by the way, the Napa crowd is insane. So you guys got to come out and check it out. It's going to be a good show. Remember, pinkies up. It's Napa. <laughs> so February 23rd, guys, it is Saturday. Napa Valley Expo, Bay Area Combat 4. It is face-off. You guys don't want to miss it. Julius Wright, Michael Bueno in the main event. Two titles on the line. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the Facebook. Get your fucking tickets for the show. It's going to be a great show. I'm going to be there. That's all that really matters. We'll see you guys uh, Saturday, this Saturday, February 23rd, Napa Valley Expo, Steve. Yep, thanks a lot, Jim. I appreciate all your hard work, and uh, we will see you uh, you, uh, next Saturday. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye.